Big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Look, man. We can tell you what's wrong with the Browns. We can fix the Guardians. We can put together a lineup. We can help the Cavaliers tonight if we need to, but we can't find out what's going on with daylight savings time versus standard time. To help us figure everything out right now, I instilled the help of one of our good friends in the program that calls up all the time, usually wants to give us his input on sporting events, and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. But right now, to figure out if it's daylight outside, wait, let me look. Kenny, the sun's still out. Joining us right yes, now is. is Senator Kirk Schuring, everybody's favorite Panther from Perry. How are you today, Senator? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We are confused. Will you help us? <laughs> yeah. Now, well, it's complicated. Well, first of all, didn't we vote on this last year, and wasn't it supposed to end? No. Oh, okay. No, so here's why it's complicated. In 1966, the United States Congress passed the Uniform Time Act. And what they said is that we were going to uh, go with the two cycles where everything had to be uniform. Prior to that, by the way, individual cities could go to daylight saving time and others would not. In fact, as a young boy growing up in Ohio, as we traveled across the state with my family, there were some cities that uh, kept, uh, you know, standard time and others went on daylight saving time during uh, the summer months. And you couldn't figure out, you know, which time it really was. So that's why Congress in 1966 enacted the Uniform Time Act. And here's the way it works. It, it, that Congress said that if a state wants to go to standard time and keep standard time, they can do so. But if a state wants to go to daylight saving time and keep it, they cannot. So to that point, oh. Arizona and Hawaii are on permanent standard time. Um, so, you know, the, the history of daylight saving time has always been about energy savings. In 1918, uh, right after World War I, uh, they put it in place. Uh, at that time, they didn't want to burn coal. And, of course, uh, electricity was in its infancy. Um, you know, that's a lot different now. I mean, look at all the devices we have. We, we have air conditioning that runs throughout the uh, summer and, and furnaces and all the uh, appliances, the, the TV sets, uh, you know, the VCRs. I mean, I could go on and on. We, mm -hmm. And not to mention that our, our power grid right now is at a point where uh, it's really uh, being challenged. And then when EVs come, uh, geez, you know, you just wonder what, what's going to happen. But uh, that's a little bit of a digression. So, we did it in, in 1918. We did it again in World War II. And how about this? In 1973, the Congress passed uh, a unif uh, made, made daylight saving time uniform all across the United States. And it was supposed to be in effect for two years to, to, uh, to uh, 1975. Um, they repealed it after one year. 
Because Why? Uh, the people, well, well, because people, they found it was very unpopular. Uh, school children uh, were going to school when it was dark. People didn't like going to school when it was dark. Um, and to that point, uh, you know, in December around these parts, uh, it still will be dark at 9 o'clock in the morning. 9 o'clock in the morning under a permanent daylight saving time. But to both of your points earlier, there was a recent national survey, 61% of our nation says they want to go to a permanent daylight saving time. Me too. Yes. yes. Me too. Hey, happen, Senator, Senator, real quick. Do it. Yeah. Think about this, what? Senator. If they can go to the designated hitter in both the American League and the National League, mm-hmm. I think we can go to uh, daylight savings time throughout the country. Kenny, you're on to something, and I'll tell you why. 1918, the curse of the Bambino, right? Yes. Same time we had the time change. It was a curse, there you Senator. Go. Reverse Come the on. curse, Senator Schering. Yes. Well, okay, so what happened in March, uh, Marco Rubio from Florida uh, passed unanimously in the United States Senate. Uh, uh, the uh, I'm trying to remember it is. It's something like the Sunshine uh, Saving Act or something like that. Uh, passed unanimously. And has been waiting over there for a passage and attention in the U.S. House, and for some reason they don't see it as a, as a priority. Huh. So you know it's 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 complicated. It's uh, you know the as you know as you indicated, and as the poll indicates, most people want uh, a permanent daylight saving. So wait a minute. So this is not the final year of having time changes. No, no. Under the uh. what was passed by the Senate now. There's still a chance that the U.S. Congress won't uh, wrap up their session until the end of this year. Mm. But right now, it looks like uh, uh, the U.S. House doesn't have the appetite for it. It passed unanimously in in the U.S. Senate, and oh. on November 5 of 2023, uh, it would become permanent daylight saving time. Uh, but the House has to agree with it for it to become law. But the oh. Senate passed version is that come November 5 and next year, uh, we would no longer have uh, standard time. We just have permanent daylight saving time. Senator Kirk Schuring with us right now talking about the time change or lack of a time change. Senator, you said when you traveled across the state at points in time, you didn't know what time it was. So my question's got to be this. Which happens first, the end of standard time or Route 30 extends to East Liverpool? (laughs) Well... One thing I have found over time, that big ideas require patience and perseverance, and we're making great headway in that U.S. 30 project. We had a U.S. 30 conference where people came in from all across the United States. We had about 40 people there. I'm already getting letters from the the people who attended the conference saying they want to invest in the new uh, U.S. 30, which will be a public-private partnership. It's a whole new paradigm. Uh, government doesn't have the money to fund highways anymore. Uh, the, the revenue streams are stagnant, and the cost of construction is going through the roof, and that's why mm. it's a problem. And if you really want to see a robust highway system, not just for cars and trucks, but for Internet and for, uh, uh, for utilities and, uh, you know, advanced manufacturing uh, where, you know, they do 3D printing that, is the new uh, the new uh, um, innovation for manufacturing? 
you know, uh, it's it, that's what this corridor will do, and that's why we call it the Opportunity Corridor. We don't call it a highway. Mm-hmm. We call it a corridor it's for corridor. opportunity. Kenny, can you imagine how much time it would shave off your trip back home if they extend Route 30 back to Pittsburgh? Well, it'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed on that one. So uh, he's telling us, Senator Shearing's telling us, be patient with that. Senator Shearing, we've been patient with the gambling part of things here. Are we on target come January 1, 2023? Are we on target where we will legally be allowed to gamble bet uh, in the state of Ohio? Absolutely. That's what we want to hear. I've been in constant contact with Matt Schuler, who's the executive director of the Ohio Casino Control Commission. I just talked to him on Thursday. And uh, everything's moving full steam ahead. And uh, we have been recognized, I think I've told both of you this before, as one of the most comprehensive uh, uh, sports gaming states in the entire United States. We have casinos, casinos, sports franchises. We have uh, brick-and-mortar sports books. We have lottery kiosks that will be in uh, um, bars and restaurants, and even some grocery stores. I need to clarify that uh, because it's the grocery stores that have a D liquor permit. There, believe it or not, there's some grocery stores, some in Columbus, where they actually have a bar. So people are doing their grocery shopping and stopping in and having a few drinks, and they get hungry and they buy more food. So, Senator, for the gambling side of things i mentioned this to jt i've been getting just inundated with all these different apps hey sign up here get a hundred free dollars for when we go live uh, january 1 do we know yet how many brick and mortar places there are going to be how many apps there are going to be how many kiosks uh, there are going to be in the state of ohio or is that still being determined well as it relates to kiosks uh, for the lottery, uh, the Ohio Lottery Commission, which is working in concert with the Ohio Casino Control C- Commission, identified about 1,200 uh, type D liquor permit establishments that they think would be uh, suited for these types of uh, kiosks and this type of gaming. I think about 800 have uh, been approved. Um, but as it relates to uh, the uh, mobile apps, and the brick-and-mortar sports books, uh, we would allow 40 uh, in the entire state, but we have not reached that. Uh, in part, we, we gave preference to uh, this is part of the negotiating that we had to do to get the bill passed. What I like to say about passing laws sometimes is don't let what is perfect be the enemy of what is good. So we had to make some compromises because the – the sports franchises and the uh, casinos and, and racinos were at odds with each other. So we gave them preference. So up in Cleveland, up in Cuyahoga County, they already hit their quota, uh, and that was five in their county. Here in Stark County, we had a quota of one. And, of course, we had the great news on Wednesday that uh, the uh, Hall of Fame Village got their sports book and mobile app. Uh, so that's going to be huge. But uh, – there's room for growth. What, what I would just tell you is that uh, we got to let the thing uh, go into operation on January 1 of next year, and we'll take a look at, you know, how it's uh, playing out. And, uh, and I like to say uh, when we get a good feel for how it's operating, uh, that's why we call it the Ohio Revised Code, because we mm-hmm. will invariably, in my opinion, make some tweaks to it. But 
we don't want to do anything now. I've had people uh, call me and ask me if I would uh, sponsor some amendment that would open up that chapter of the Ohio Revised Code, and I said, absolutely not. It would be ripe for mischief, and we don't want to do anything that would derail the start date on January 1 of next year. Senator Kirk Schuring is our guest right now. Now, Senator, I know you're a big sports fan. I know at times you have to be impartial between the Bengals and the Browns. They played last week. But as you say, don't let what is perfect be the enemy of what is good. Could you get Kevin Stefanski on the phone and tell him to start running the ball a little bit more often? Well, you know, here's what I've been frustrated with, and you and I have talked about it before, JT. The Browns last uh, consistency, and they also have this predisposition to grab defeat out of the jaws of victory. Kennyism. Uh, That's a Kenny Rotaism. Yeah, well, you know, but, you know, here. But the the other thing I would tell Kevin, he's very cerebral, right? Uh, He should put that damn headset down and stop calling the plays from the sideline. He should be the head coach. And then as a head coach, he should be paying attention to the time clock. He should be uh, uh, looking to Joe Woods and See? telling Joe Woods, here, you know, you don't call that play anymore. I mean, he needs to be in the – his head needs to be in the entire yeah. game. See? And I think in, at critical moments, there's bad decisions being made because he's too consumed with that, that playbook. See that, Kenny? I like what if the you ever decide to get out of politics, get right down there on the sidelines yourself. Now, I'm, I mentioned the fact you're an old Perry guy, but you also went to Kent State. Who was the head football coach when you were there? At, at Perry? At Kent. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, but I went, I know at Perry, it was Tom Winkart. And Perry, I, I, uh, the 1969 year when I was a senior there, we went undefeated, and that's before they had the playoffs. And I think we were like number. 10 or maybe number 11 in the Ohio AP poll, which was never heard of before for a, uh, for a federal league team, believe it or not. Hmm. So uh, that was a banner year, you know, Tim Laps and, uh, oh, sure. yep. his soul. Yep. Yep. But, uh, we, we had, that was a, that was a big, big year. Our last game was against our arch rival Jackson and we played at their stadium and we kicked butt. <laughs> <laughs> I better watch that. saying that, Jack. PTL. That's right. My grandchildren go to Jack. Forget about your grandchildren. You might have some constituents over there, kid. Yeah, yeah you never know, kid. Senator. Voters. Voters. Hey, but that's I, just on the, the, the football that's field. That's okay. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's right. Yeah. Hey, Senator, thanks for making time for us, as you always do here on the Kenny and JT Show. Keep up the good work and uh, keep us posted on Route 30 Gambling and Daylight Savings Time, all right? I want to tell you one more thing about Route 30, and Kenny, you yeah. alluded to it, that the drive time will be significantly reduced. And so this this conference we had concluded with a reception. It was at the Hall of Fame Village. But then we went uh, and had our photographs taken at the 50-yard line of Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Went over to the, the gold jacket uh, room for in, at the hall for a reception, and we had a surprise visitor. It was none other than Franco Harris, oh, who said okay. he's in favor of it because he wants a shorter distance between his two homes, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and his home at the Hall of Fame in Canton. Love that. That'll be an easier drive for all those Pittsburgh Stillers Hall of Famers that are already in Canton and more to come. Yeah. There we go. Get rid of this time change and he can drive in the daylight. We get everything yeah, taken too. care of. All through well, Senator all Kirk Schering. I've always enjoyed uh, visiting with you, so keep up the good work. You're the greatest. All right, Senator. Thanks for joining